Hey, and welcome to the Pathway Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here to join us. We hope that this podcast inspires you to live life both for God and your city. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all of our most recent episodes. And remember to leave us a five-star rating. Enjoy the message. So today, as I mentioned, we're going to continue the Pursue Message series that Pastor Travis kicked off with you last week. And inside of that, I love that, that idea of, and we'll get there in just a moment in 1 Timothy, but to pursue. And you have to understand that every word in the Bible is there on purpose and for a purpose, right? Sometimes we can read through things quickly and skim through things, but you have to understand in Scripture, every word is there. And I don't believe it's by coincidence that the word pursue is used in 1 Timothy You know, the word pursue means to follow someone or something in order to catch or attack them. And this scripture that we're going to unpack today, we're to pursue these things that God has for our lives. And now we're all pursuing something, right? We're pursuing something. Maybe some of you are pursuing a relationship. All the single people in the house, raise your hand. Airport, come on, right? Look around. This is your chance. You might get a lunch date right now. I'm just saying, just saying. You're pursuing a relationship. Maybe you're pursuing some financial goals. Maybe some of you are pursuing dreams, right? Now there's a dream that God has placed inside of your heart. Maybe some of you are still pursuing, you're barely hanging on by thread, but those new year resolutions, you're still pursuing them with everything that you have, knowing that it's just a matter of time when February gets here and then 95% of them are all gone. But, But you have to understand too that we are being pursued. We are being pursued. Number one, we're being pursued by Jesus. Anybody thankful for that? That he loves us. He values us that much. Hey, you're fearfully and you're wonderfully made in his image and in his likeness. He's pursuing you with everything that he has. But there's an enemy that all of us face every day. And he's pursuing you as well because he wants to kill all of those dreams. He wants to kill all of those hopes. He wants to steal that that joy and that peace from your life. But I'm thankful today that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I'm thankful for that. But inside of that, we have to recognize that. We have to recognize that there's a pursuit, this this pursuing is important for us. Maybe some of you in here have been pursued by some blue lights before headed down Moffitt Road. We won't talk about that, okay? We'll just leave that alone. I had a story I contemplated sharing with you and I chose to eliminate that from the notes. So another time, another place. I remember one time my wife, she was raised a local Baptist church and they, they went on visitation. You went door to door. And so she showed up there and she got pursued by a pig. Is that correct? Like in the house, opened it up to visit and, a, and this large pig come out. So, so we're pursued all the time. Shake that out however that, that needs to be for you. But in this, in this scripture, Paul is very intentional in telling Timothy what to pursue. I put this in your notes that A.W. Tozier said, to have found God and still to pursue him is the soul's paradox of love. So it's this picture of I'm in a relationship with Jesus. I'm pursuing after him, but it's not the end of the road. I tell people all the time, when you accept Jesus, that is not the end. That is the beginning of this journey. And so we don't accept Jesus and then that pursuit stop at that moment. No, if you've been following Jesus 20 years, you keep pursuing. If you met Jesus last week for the very first time, keep pursuing him. That's the call of our life. And it's the most important decision we'll ever make is to say yes to the Lord. 
I tell my children all the time, I've got Noah and Eli, 14-year-old twins, and then my daughter, Brynn, that just turned nine this month. And I'm telling them, there's big decisions that you're going to make in your life. One day you've got you to make a decision who you're going to marry. That's a big decision. I tell them, don't marry crazy. Don't do it. Check them jokers out. Make sure it's, it's the right stuff. You're going to make a decision on purchasing a home one day and buying a car, and all of those are important. But there's one decision that's greater than every one of those, and that is pursuing and saying yes to Jesus Christ. And that's what we want to do. Psalm 63.1 says this, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Pathway Church, let me say today, stay hungry for the things of the Father. Keep leaning in for the things of God. Here's what I love is there is no ceiling in a relationship with Jesus Christ. A lot of things in this world, they cap out. They, there's a top, there's a, there's a stopping point, but there is not. If you want more of Jesus, you can have more of Jesus. So may we, we lean into the Father. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen? Amen. We want to pursue the Father. But today, specifically, I want to talk to you about pursuing faith. Faith is important. Scripture says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And so faith is imperative in our lives. So I want to give you some, some practical steps. I want to unpack that for you a little bit. But let's go to the, the theme scripture for this series. It's found in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 11. And it says, but you, O man of God, flee these things. You need to, you need to recognize that there's some things that you need to flee in your life. And pursue these things, righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. And I love it that right there, he ends it with gentleness, and then the next word is fight. Don't you just love that? Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I want you to notice here that He's saying there's some things that you have to flee from and there's some things that you have to pursue. In our lives, there's some things that we need to stop doing. Can I get an amen in the house? And there's some things that we need to start doing. I appreciate a statement that Pastor Travis makes often. I've stole it and put it in my, my sermon quote book. And it's just simply stop sinning, right? There's some things we need to stop sinning. There's some things that we need to do. But I want you to understand while you're stopping some things, there are some things that you need to start doing. You need to start walking after the Father. You need to start praying. We need to start reading because those things are going to build and increase our faith in the life of Jesus. But this picture we need to see here is how we are pursuing and striving to attain and walk in these things that Paul lays out. Now, I love sports growing up. I still love sports. I was heartbroken in January when Alabama didn't get to play the national championship, right? And all the Alabama fans feel me on that. So kudos to Georgia. I'll give them their props. So. But here's the thing about sports growing up and playing. There's always the offensive side and there's the defensive side. And both of those are important. And I recognize that people say many times, hey, defense wins championships. Defense is important, whether it's in basketball or baseball or football. And that is true. But here's the reality. If you can't score, it doesn't matter how great your defense is because at best you could just end in a tie. 
And so I want you to get this picture in our lives as Christians as well. There's times that we got to pull the sword of the spirit out and we got to go to battle. But we can't only be on the defense of taking hits. Sometimes we got to step into our rightful place as sons and daughters of God and we got to go attack. The kingdom of heaven suffers violent and the violent take it by force. So we want the, we want the offensive side, but we also want the defensive side. Hey, it's okay for you to stand up and say, enemy, you're not going to have my family. Come on, you with me this morning? I'm not giving you ground. I'm not just gonna stand here and take what you're giving to me. No, I'm gonna understand and I'm gonna apply the word of God. Look at your neighbor and say, we're going in attack mode. Get ready, get ready. Timothy is not told to merely avoid the love of money and actions of false teachers that we see in 1 Timothy chapter six. Rather, he's told to flee from them this very literal application of this advice was used by Joseph who literally ran away from a married woman who was attempting to seduce him in Genesis 39. Like Joseph, Timothy is to use whatever means necessary to avoid these pitfalls. That's why it's so important to walk with Jesus daily. You lean into the Holy Spirit. You allow his voice to drown out all the other voices. But what does a man of God do in a world like ours? What does it look like when we're talking about flee and, and shun and pursue? I want to unpack that for you in just a moment. But when we're not walking in faith, and even when we are walking in faith, there's this little thing that tries to creep in every now and then, a little word called doubt. You say, well, I, I have faith that God is going to do this, but I'm experiencing this doubt. I want you to know that that does not mean that you're distant in your relationship with Jesus Christ. In Mark chapter 9, verse 24, it says, immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. Let's just be real today, okay? We're family here. Have you ever prayed a prayer and you trusted and you believe with all that you have in you that God's gonna make it happen, but then a little bit down the road, this little bit of doubt tries to creep in? We've all been there, right? We've all been there. So what do we wanna do? We wanna allow our faith to grow so that the doubt drowns out, overcome the doubt and walk in faith. So what is faith? Hebrews chapter 11, verse one defines faith as confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And that's a really wonderful passage, but when you really begin to, to think it out and, and break it down and more importantly, walk it out, right? When, when, you're, when you're stepping out on nothing, believing that something is going to hold you up, that's a big deal. But God says that is our, our call. That's what, that's what faith is, that when I pray that prayer, I'm going to stand and believe. Even though I don't see the results just yet, I know that God is faithful. Listen, Pathway Church, either we believe the book or we don't, right? And if he said that he'll do it, then I'm just going to stand on his word. And I've decided in my heart that I'm not gonna have to play safe for God anymore. Let me just be real transparent with you. There's been times in my life that I've prayed prayers and I, and I left this little escape door for God because I didn't want God to look bad. Like I, I wanted to pray with you, Cody and Haley, that God would do the impossible and I would, but I also never wanted God to look bad. So I would pray a, a somewhat of a safe prayer. But pathway, I've just decided in my heart, I'm done with that. 
I'm done with that. I am not going to miss out on what God can do in my life because of a lack of asking. Are you following me this morning? I'm just going to pray the prayer and I'm going to trust and leave the results up to God. So if you've got a miracle that you need in your house, I will agree my faith with yours. I think it's time that the church stands up and we pray some more sun stand still prayers. If he did it then, hey, he can still do it today. Listen, we do not serve, there's not a, a, a day of miracles. We serve a God of miracles. And he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he parted the Red Sea then, he can make a way through your situation today. If he healed the blind then, he can heal the blind today. God can turn it around. Hey, let me just challenge you. Don't pray no weak, soft, easy prayers. God's a big God. He can handle it, amen? Pray the big, bold prayers. And watch God do the miraculous in your life. Watch God do the miraculous in your life. But we don't always see it. So we got to exercise our faith. Let me share with you just a couple passages about faith that just really stand out to me as I was preparing for this. People all throughout scripture and what the Bible said. In Genesis chapter 15, it says, And Abraham believed in the Lord, and the Lord counted him righteous because of his faith. Think about that. Believed in the Lord and the Lord counted him righteous because of his faith. You want to be righteous in the sight of God? Have faith. Exodus chapter 14, verse 31. When the people of Israel saw the mighty power that the Lord had unleashed against the Egyptians, they were filled with awe before him. They put their faith in the Lord and his servant Moses. So today, uh, my question for you is what are you putting your faith in? 1 Samuel 12, 24, be sure to fear the Lord and faithfully serve him. Think of all the wonderful things that he has done for you. You want your faith to grow a very practical way? And we always want to be looking forward. You need to have vision for your life. But sometimes a glance in the rearview mirror is good. Because when you're in the middle of a mountain, all you see is the mountain. And sometimes you just glance back for a moment and say, but God made a way back then. And because he made a way back then, he's going to make a way today. You want to remember, remember his faithfulness. 1 Samuel 2, 9, he will protect his faithful ones. But the wicked will disappear into darkness. No one will succeed by strength alone. That's why we need Jesus. Look, if you could have fixed all your problems, you would have done it by now, right? You need the help of the Holy Spirit. But there's this gift that is available for you. But we need him. But he'll protect his faithful ones. So how do we get this? What are these sources of faith? According to Romans 10, 17, it says, faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. That's why it's so important to be in church. Look, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. This is beautiful, what you get to do on a Sunday morning. I've said it for years. Sunday is my favorite day of the week. It's the best day of the week. Love it. Get to gather together. You're doing that today. Faith, how does it come? By hearing the word of God. Look, that's not limited only to Sundays. Take this stuff home with you. Turn your worship music on in the car. Watch faith rise up on the inside of you. When you hear the word of God, it strengthens you. Let me just ask you, how do you feel when you walk out of here on Sundays? Do you feel like your faith has increased or decreased? It's increased, right? 
because you're hearing the word of God. You're joining with Pastor Philip and the team and, and you're worshiping and you're giving praise to God and you walk out of here and you're, you're amped up, you're ready to go. Faith comes by hearing and the word of God. Grab that Bible app, turn that thing on, do whatever you gotta do. Get the word of God in you and watch your faith be strengthened. We know that faith is a gift of the Holy Spirit. We know that faithfulness is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. But faith is also a weapon of the Holy Spirit. Let me just remind somebody that faith in God will fight every battle and faith has never lost a battle. Anybody know that today? Come on, give him praise in this house. Hey, he's never lost a battle. Faith has never lost a battle. Maybe there were some circumstances in their situations, but faith has never lost a battle. Where do you get that from? Ask David. Ask David when he went up against a lion and a bear, faith has never lost a battle. Ask the Hebrew children that were thrown into the fiery furnace, did faith lose a battle? No, the Bible says that they walked out, not even with the smell of smoke on them. Faith wins every single time. Look, ask Daniel in the middle of the lions, did faith come through for him? Yes, it did. He walked out. He was not dinner, praise the Lord, right? Ask Moses. Ask Moses, faith has never lost a battle. And it won't start now. Activate, release that in your life. I put this in your notes. Faith gives you strength, the inner resolve to withstand turmoil. That's the life we live in. We live in a fallen world. We don't, we don't get to live in a bubble so that we never experience anything. As a matter of fact, the Bible said, Jesus told us, in this world, you will have tribulations. There's gonna be tough days. But he didn't stop it right there. He said, but take heart because I have overcome the world. So you can't stop mid-sentence. You've got to finish reading the story. Paul Harvey said the rest of the story, God is faithful. God is good. But faith will give you that strength to withstand when you're looking at a mountain and you're looking at a report and you don't understand. I'm always inspired in people that right down in the middle of a battle, they just stand. And they say, God has been faithful. May we be that people. Amen. Faith knows how to win. But the problem is we have so many self-imposed limitations that we never get out there and fight to win. I told you earlier, you're pursuing. The enemy's pursuing you. Don't, don't go into retreat mode. No, you stand. You move forward. When you've done all that you know to do, then you just stand your ground, knowing that you are not standing by yourself, but that God is standing right there with you. Take it in your own hands. Turn it over to the Lord. So you can fight and you can win using faith. Faith will fight your fears. There can be things in your life, fear. God didn't give you that according to 2 Timothy. He did not give you a spirit of fear. So you don't have to accept it. Right? You may give me something, but I don't have to receive it. Right? Hey, the enemy's going to try to give you some stuff. Sometimes you just need to say, no, thank you. Get thee behind me, Satan. I'm not taking the anxiety. I'm not taking the fear. I'm not taking the worry. I'm not taking that. Stamp that bad boy, say, return to cinder. Come on, somebody. Send that junk back where it came from. Faith fights feelings. You gotta be careful. Your feelings will lie to you, right? Now don't be a robot. Have emotion, have feelings. Be kind, be compassionate. Here's how I like to say it. Put them in the car with you, but don't let them be driving. Don't let them be driving. Because if you're always an emotional basket case, as they say in the South, bless your family's heart. You know? <laughs> Faith will fight the facts. 
listen, listen, Pathway Church, facts change, but the truth never changes. The facts may be that you're down in a, a battle right now, but the truth of God's word is he said he'll see you through. The facts may be that you have on paper a report that a doctor has given you, but the truth of God's word is he said, by my stripes you are healed. Faith, we want to stand on the truth of God's word. So faith will fight facts. Faith fights for your future. It's vital for every believer. It's vital for the church. Where faith is involved, there is an assurance that it will be received. That I'm just praying and my faith is giving me that assurance that God is going to make it happen. My family and I, we've prayed some big prayers through the years. And you know what? God has come through every single time. And does it mean that he always answered it exactly how I thought it was going to be answered, right? But I trust that Isaiah, when it says that his ways are higher than my ways, his thoughts are higher than my thoughts. I'm going to pray. I'm going to put it all out before the Lord, but I'm going to trust him with the results. When we are right with God, we never go into turmoil alone. We have the creator of the universe on our side. Psalm 138.3 says, In the day when I cried out, you answered me and made me bold with strength in my soul. That's who God is, and that's what God will do in your life. So we've unpacked that. So now I want to give you five very practical ways that we can grow in our faith. Because again, it's important. Scripture tells us to everyone has been given a measure of faith. Now what you do with that, we see that in the parable of the talents. God had given them something. King had given them some, but what you do with it's up to you. Some of you have large faith because you've seen God do it. Some of you have just accepted Christ and you're getting on this journey. But wherever you find yourself, let me give you some practical ways to make that happen. Okay, number one is this. Ask God to increase your faith. Now, I know that that seems so simple, but, but here, here's what I want to point out to you. The Bible says, ask and you shall receive, Right? So either we believe this, so if I can ask and receive, then I want to ask God to give me faith. I want to ask God to increase my faith. Some of you, it's difficult for you to ask. You don't like to ask for help. Who are the people that you don't like to ask for help? Like all the men in the house that you don't like to ask for directions. You're like, I'm going to figure this bad boy out. Just sit back and enjoy the ride. This is the scenic route. You know what I'm saying? We ain't asking nobody for directions. Ain't pulling over. Now, we will grab our phone nowadays, but back in the day when you had to pull over and ask somebody, nah, not a chance, not a chance. But we need to lean in and we need to ask God because he said he'll give it to us. He said, he didn't say maybe, he didn't say, Erica, well, let me go back and look at the past seven days. We're gonna do a report card and see how you've done. Okay, you fared okay, here's your, no. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be open. So I wanna ask God to increase my faith. And he will gladly bestow it upon you through his Holy Spirit. Number two is this, focus on obeying God. No one's perfect. We all make mistakes. Look at the person next to you. They make mistakes. They make them. But if you focus on following God's word and commands, your faith will grow naturally. Scripture says obedience is better than sacrifice. I love when my children obey. I don't like to hang on five minutes when I tell my 14-year-old twin boys to go clean their room. I don't want to walk down there and see there's nasty, stinky underwear and socks still laid in the floor. Come on, parents, help me out, right? That's what them jokers do. No, I'm like, I want to see it in the laundry basket. Let's, let's do that. But in our lives, we want to be quick to obey. 
quick to obey. The moment that I find the direction, then I want to lean into that. I want to, I want to run to that. Focus on obeying God. It'll grow your faith. Number three, spend time reading and hearing God's word. Every single day. I just told you faith comes by hearing and the hearing by the word of God. So you got to find out what that looks like. If that's a morning, if that's an evening, if that's an afternoon, but you got to feed. You got to feed yourself the spiritual stuff. Your outflow will never exceed your inflow. So I can't give faith to all of these situations if I'm never receiving faith myself. I can't give you money that I don't have. I can't take you to a place that I've never been. So God, start that. Do that right here in my life. Spend every time reading God's word. Soak it into your heart and in your mind. Be like David. I have hidden your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. Putting his word in your heart and soul, it'll, it'll, it'll strengthen your faith in the tough times. You're doing that today. Number four is this, spend time with other believers. It's important. Who you run with is important. I'm telling my children, be careful. Now, I don't think that we should isolate ourselves as Christians. No, the, the sinners we need, we need, Jesus went down, he sat with sinners, right? They need to see the God on the inside of you. They need to see the transformative, redemptive work that Jesus Christ has done in your life. But you better be careful who you hang with who you spend the bulk of your time with. That's why small groups are so important. Look, get in a small group. It'll make you stronger. You'll be better. Your faith will be strong. Somebody will share a story and you'll say, man, that's right when I'm walking down in the middle of, and God will strengthen your faith. Don't do life alone. Don't do life alone. But be careful. Look, I didn't say this first service, but there's people out there and there's both sides. There's faith empires and there's faith vampires. There's faith, there's, there's people that you can get around that they are filled with faith all the time. You can call them up and they'll pray the prayer of faith over you. But there's faith vampires as well. You get around, them jokers will suck, try to suck every bit of it out of you. So I want to surround myself. I want to build myself with faith empires, people of like faith. And watch God strengthen that. I want to watch God strengthen that. And then number five is this, spend time in prayer. Spend time in prayer. Your communication with the Lord is important. I did a wedding yesterday for Preston Carlisle. He's been a part of this church for a lot of years. And I'm always telling people, look, marriage, life, whatever that is, if you can communicate, you can get through almost anything. Just communication. You've got to talk with the Lord. But here's the thing. I want to challenge you this. Don't just, when you go into prayer, don't just hit the Lord with your long to-do list or asking list. No, do that. That's okay. Make your request known to God, but then quiet your heart and allow God to speak to you. Because if we'll get quiet, sometimes in that prayer, he may give us the exact answer that we've been looking for. You've been in a situation where you want to speak up and share something with somebody, but them jokers just won't shut up long enough, right? Don't, don't tap nobody. Don't do it in the house, right? Chatty Cathy's are everywhere. You're like, for the love, do you not have to breathe when you communicate? Some of them, I don't think they have to, so... But I want to make my request known, but then I want to allow the Lord to speak to me. Schedule that. I was telling somebody this past week something that they're trying to regularly do. I said, look, schedule it. Put it on your calendar. Do whatever you got to do. But that time in prayer is important. Spend it. Discuss the things that are heavy on your heart. And then be still and listen and watch your faith grow in abundance. So here's my takeaway for you this morning, Pathway. Faith honors God. 
So God honors faith. You want to honor God, live a life. Pursue faith. Pursue faith. It'll honor God and God will honor that. With faith, you can say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and it shall happen. It can happen. Faith moves mountains. Faith changes facts. Faith in Jesus will save your life. Amen. Would you stand with me? Both campuses, would you stand with me this morning? I want to pray for you. And I don't want to just share all of this with you and leave you there. We unpack what faith is, how to grow it. But I want to have a moment of prayer here where we can exercise our faith. Maybe there's some of you watching online at airport campus or right here at Moffitt that you've been praying some prayers. But the truth of the matter is doubts tried to slide in. Maybe some fatigue has tried to slide in. I've been praying about it for so long. Today, my prayer, we're going to exercise that faith. And we're going to pray that big, bold prayer. We're going to bring it back to the surface. And we're going to trust that God can make that happen. Before I pray with you about individual situations, if you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, that's the first step in this journey. It's putting your faith and your trust in Him. Asking Him to be the Lord of your life, to forgive you of your sins and to save you. And right here at Moffitt, God did that for three people in the first service. That's pretty awesome. Can we just celebrate that? That's beautiful. It's beautiful. So I'm going to ask you both campuses, if you would, would you bow your head? Would you close your eyes with me this morning? If you're here in the house and you say, look, I don't, I know. They don't know. Nobody has to tell me. I know myself that my life is not where it needs to be with Jesus. Maybe you've never asked Jesus into your heart. Maybe you have and you've walked away from that. But you're saying, I'm asking God to do that today. I'd be honored to pray with you as you put your faith in him. He'll save you today. He'll change you. Listen, I want to pray for you right now. The Bible says we confess with our mouth and we believe in our heart we shall be saved. You believe, you raise your hand. So we're a family here at Pathway Church. Come on, let's say this prayer with those that are making that decision today. Say it out loud. Say, dear Jesus, today I repent of all my sins. I ask you to forgive me, wash me clean. I surrender my life to you. I'll follow you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I'll never go back. I'll never be the same. Thank you for saving me, for changing me today. In your name I pray, amen. Come on, hey, can we celebrate that really good? Man, God is good. We hope you've been blessed by this week's podcast. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all of our most recent episodes and visit pathwaychurch.us give. We'll see you next week.